1: Hi, I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. In today's interview we unlock a treasure trove of mindset factors for wealth creation with NLP trainer and life coach Rick Schnabel. As Rick says, mindset is far more important than any skill or ability to create wealth. And in this interview we discuss the power of imagination, the law of expectation, the role of action, and the power of passion. We look at why Einstein used to imagine himself riding through space on a beam of light, why the richest and most famous of celebrities all admit to wanting more self-confidence, and why you have to take a leap of faith to find your passion. Rick is an internationally accredited NLP and life coach trainer, as well as a master on peak psychology. He has shared the stage with the likes of Christopher Howard and trained with Anthony Robbins. He is the author of two books, The Secrets to Creating a Life Beyond Limits and The Power of Beliefs. And he's affectionately known as Australia's number one brain untrainer. We welcome Rick to the show. Rick Schnabel, hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Great to have you on the show. It always is. Rick, I'm going to do an interview talking about the factors of wealth creation. And these questions are based on your two books, The Power of Beliefs and The Secrets to Creating a Life Beyond Limits. Let's start with imagination. Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge. And Einstein used to imagine himself riding on a beam of light through space and that this image assisted his discovery of the theory of relativity. So let's start off by talking about what role does imagination play in wealth creation?
0: That is a very good question to start. From this particular perspective, if we think about Einstein, you know, here is a man that has incredible genius, you know, a high intellectual that most of the world would consider that to be his number one value, yet this same man, what he says is the most important thing is imagination. I mean, that for a start is incredible. It must lead you to some incredible clues, because it's true, it is absolutely true, and it Imagination is what makes the world of commerce grow. It's what makes us wealthy when we embrace that. Equally, it can be problem solving. Now, I'll take you back to a time when I had my advertising agency back in the days uh, in the Depression. Oh, I think it was a Depression, but they called it a recession because I was hugely depressed. You know, I had lost so much money. My clients went bankrupt one after another, after another, after another, until I worked it out on a slide rule at the time. I was in my early 30s and I worked out that I was going to be about 76 before I even paid out all my debts. So I used to invest a lot at the end of the day in imagination. I kept asking myself a question, which was, what is the one idea, the one question that I haven't found yet that when I find it, My problems just completely disappear. And so what I did is one day it came to me and within less than a month, my problem completely vanished and my company grew by 3000%. That didn't come from knowledge. That came from imagination. And I just imagined it and it disappeared. Sure, I had to take some action and so forth, but it all started with imagination. It's hugely powerful.
1: Law of Expectation. Ralph Wardow Emerson said a man becomes what he thinks about the most. Is it true that you have to see yourself as a millionaire in your mind to attract it?
0: Yeah, look, when we think about how we act and how, how we become who we are in life, it's largely through our feelings, our state, our emotions. And our emotions, our state and our feeling are largely predicated by the thoughts that we have, the images we have, the ideas of who we are and that's going to predicate what comes out of our mouths so we if we are going to become a multi-millionaire we need to know how do they walk how do they talk how do they think how do they act what do they do what don't they do what do they stand for what do they care about and you've got to know them intimately you know like you know before i became wealthy one thing that i remember doing is i remembered i i stood in the Rialto. i had an office in the Rialto, got up against the glass And I thought to myself, what would my world be like if I was a multimillionaire? You know, in that moment, something happened. Something happened. You know, I turned around, I picked up a phone call that had come through, and I earned half a year's salary in that one phone call. When we really tap into the wealth, uh, you know, the ideas of wealth and who we are as wealth, we can become majestic, magical creators of a whole new world. And this is why... Ralph Waldo Emerson said what he did, you know. There was also Jim Rohn. He actually said, you know, if you become a millionaire, you better become one now in your mind or risk losing it all. You know, lotto winners are a classic example of that, you know, because they they haven't formed this millionaire mindset. They're still working with an impoverished mindset perhaps, and then they get all this money and they start spending it like poor people. You know, <laughs> that is they buy ridiculous things they don't need, and, you know, what happens as a result is they typically lose all their money.
1: Whereas somebody with a different wealth thermostat would
0: make it again and make it again. Exactly. You know, Donald Trump, I remember, you know, love him, I hate him. I know he's running for <laughs> and all the rest of it and saying some very interesting things. One comment that he made many years ago, he was walking with a gentleman into a building and there was a beggar, you know, sitting down on the pavement, leaning up against the building with a hat. And Donald Trump said that man is 600 million dollars richer than I am. <laughs> and the guy turned around and said, "What?" And he said, "Well, I'm 600 million in debt. This guy at least has nothing." You know, but look where he is today. I mean, it's the mindset that makes all the difference. Most people think it's skills and abilities. Yes, they help, but mindset is far more powerful than any skills or abilities.
1: What's one of the best questions you can ask yourself when you're starting out on the road to wealth creation?
0: I think, well, firstly, I'll start with the wrong question. Um, Many people, when they want to change their life or they want to get onto the path to wealth, they will often ask the question, how? Now, if we really are truthful, if we have not ever, through our lives, created wealth, how the hell would we know what question to even ask ourselves? And even if we answered that, how would we know it? How would we know it was right? You know, we'd only be guessing. So a much better question to ask, and certainly one question I asked myself that really changed my personal game, was I asked a different question. Who? Who knows how to create incredible wealth? God, if they turn you from flat broke into a millionaire and they charge you half a million for that advice, you're still half a million ahead. At the end of the day, a much better question is who has created incredible wealth and who is willing to mentor me?
1: Cary Grant said, I acted like Cary Grant for so long that I became him. What role does action play in success?
0: Well, you know, the the whole idea of acting, when you you think about it, you watch a movie and you see these incredible people, you know, well, I'm talking about good actors, of course, playing incredible roles and, and they allow you, they help you to suspend belief. Now, if you just think about that, they allow you to suspend belief. When we act as if we are somebody else, what we are doing is we're suspending our belief system that says you're not that. And so when we suspend our belief system, we can actually start thinking in a whole different dimension. You know, if we start thinking that we could perhaps could come up with an idea that can totally transform our world, then chances are much higher that we could actually come up with that idea. It is the acting as if you are someone whom you are not creates the opportunity for you to be that whom you are not right now.
1: <laughs> There's a confidence survey that's been done with the most rich and famous of celebrities and they all admitted to wanting one more thing, more of one thing, and that was self-confidence. How can people gain more self-confidence?
0: Okay, firstly, just to substantiate this, uh, I've worked with rich people, I've worked with famous people, you know, rock stars, movie stars, all sorts of very interesting people. Of course, I can't share who those people are because you sign your life away with confidentiality agreements. However, one thing that I will share with you about them is a very common uh, insight that I get is many of them are actually a bit insecure. You know, uh, many of them think that they're fakes and frauds, that it's going to be taken away from them. You know, I remember working with a rock star, you know, actually he's quite a major rock star in Australia, and we were in a hotel in Melbourne. And I can remember uh, we were sitting there, you know, in a lounge area, a little cocktail lounge, and he was complaining how terrible his voice was. And he he recognised the pianist, and immediately leapt up from our session. I mean, rock stars are not easy to work with, I've got to say, as from the perspective as a coach. But just le- le- leapt up, you know, introduced himself to the pianist who he, who he knew, and she went, oh, my God, it's you. And they started playing, and he started singing a classical song. And I think even the world's audiences have not heard that guy sing as well as I heard him sing in that moment. And the whole session was all about how badly he sung. So the first thing we've got to understand is just because someone's rich, famous, amazing, in our view, they all want more confidence. But it's that desire for more that keeps them growing and getting better and better and better and, you know, eventually becoming superstars. You've
1: heard it said before that we spend the rest of our lives working to build the confidence we lost as children.
0: Well, firstly, think about kids, you know, like as far as kids are concerned, you know, the world of imagination and make believe, you know, they can be anything, they can be anyone create anything, they're making amazing cakes and delicacies from mud and water, you know, they're creating incredible things in their imagination. So we go in our childhood, from what I call an I can pattern, I can I can, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. What happens as parents, sometimes what we do is we say, no, 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 you can do all that, but you can't do this. You can't touch my special things. You can't just walk in on us while we're having a conversation. You can't go into this room. You can't do that. And what happens is we create what's called a negative inhibitive habit pattern, and it moves us from an I can pattern to an I can't pattern. And as adults, what happens is we often, when we're given something new, instead of being adventurous and creative and courageous like children are, what we do is we go, I can't. You know, it seems to be the very first phrase we get. So what is really important is for us to recapture that opportunity as a child and get back to our I can patterns.
1: The shaman Carlos Castaneda said, we make ourselves happy or miserable. The amount of work is exactly the same. Is the instant you accept responsibility for your life the moment you reclaim your power?
0: So, so true. Um, Let's kind of uh, explore some of the clients that I've worked with over the years. One of the things that's most critical to help a person to get a life that they don't currently have is you've got to be prepared to divorce the current life we have. We've got to detach from who we are and how we're living that life. And what a lot of people will not do is they will not accept their current situation. I think the the formula to move forward, to progress, is ADD. We need to accept where we are. Don't make it worse than it is. Don't make it better than it is. Just accept where we are. That's responsibility. Then we say, is it ideal? Is it what we want? And if the answer is no, then we detach from everything that is stopping us from creating this new world that we wish to create. And of course, the final D is the desire desire what we want, detach from everything that's not getting us there, accept the world as it is, our world, take full responsibility for it equally. Take full responsibility for making those neural changes, those mindset changes, those action changes. Everything that's going to get us the life that we imagine for ourselves—that's critical. Absolutely critical.
1: Rick, what's the formula of wealth?
0: Well, if I if I work with many people that uh, I've been, I've been mentored by, and many people that had training from you know over my years. The one common formula that just keeps showing itself is that wealth quite simply is value times leverage. So if we think about it, Bill Gates created value in a platform that we could use and what we weren't trying to remember code to use our computers. It was worth nothing until somebody bought it. Now, what he did is he leveraged by doing deals with other companies to load that software on their computers. So when we bought the computer, it was already on there. We look at Steve Jobs, same deal. What we have to understand, the game of wealth, is to work out what is our value. What do we do? Who are we? What do we create that is of value to anyone? Work out what is most valuable and increase that value by increasing our skill, improving our products or our services, and continually growing it, growing it, growing it, until it becomes so valuable that it's the most valuable resource in that space, and then tell everyone about it. Rick, I'm going to ask a question about passion. You've said the greatest
1: crime you could ever commit against yourself is to deny your passion.
0: Passion is an amazing word for a start and one of the first questions that I often get, I I get a lot of clients who will come to see me and they'll say, Rick, I don't know what my passion is, you know, can you help to unlock that or can you help to reveal it to me? One of the first things that we must understand about passion is passion starts out as a stranger before it becomes our best friend. A good example of this is, you know, I I had advertising agencies and, you know, that was where I created my wealth. And then I wanted to change. You know, I I felt like I'd done it for so long. I just really wanted to change. So one thing that came up was life coaching came into Australia from the UK and the US. And I was one of the early adopters. I, I had a journalist who came to see me and threw an envelope in front of me and she said, I've just done this story on life coaching. And she said, You are that. You're a life coach. And I said, What's a life coach? And she said, Oh, it's this whole new thing that's growing that, you know, it's it's working with people who are not sick, you know, people who don't need a psychologist, psychiatrist. It's kind of meeting a gap. It's for people who really want to grow their lives or grow their wealth. And they need help with that. I resisted it massively, just completely resisted. I was so scared of doing it that I avoided it for about 18 months. That envelope stayed shut for 18 months because I knew the day that I'd open it, my curiosity would get the better of me. And I I got a sense that I would love it. So what happened was I eventually opened the envelope. And, uh, of course, I loved it. I enrolled to learn how to become a life coach. So I went in this, you know, certificate program that ran over a year. And when I was there, I was alive. You know, I was home. But at the time, I did not know it was my passion. What we typically have to do is we've got to get a sense of what, you know, what scares us the most is often our passion. And what we do is we leap into it. We take that leap of faith. And typically what happens is we discover home. I've been in that space now for, I think, over 12 years, perhaps even over 13 years. And I'm still in it because I still love it because it's still my passion. And I can remember many years ago uh, having lots and lots and lots of people coming to me as a consultant. I would help people start businesses and start startups and things like that. And one question I used to ask them was, if you went through a whole year and you made not a cent, no profit whatsoever, would you still do this? And if the answer was no, I'd say, forget it. Don't do it. Do something else. Because, you know, a lot of people really, they'll look at Richard Branson and they'll say, you know, why does he have to keep working? You know, he's got enough money. Surely that's enough. Well, they don't get him. You know, he's very passionate about what he does. You know, people could say the same of Bill Gates, you know, Steve Jobs while he was alive. You know, Warren Buffett, for God's sake. <laughs> Warren Buffett could have retired many years ago, but the man loves what he does. And and that's passion. But you've got to be brave enough to really enter the castle of passion. It's usually got dragons at the door and there may even be crocodiles in a moat, and you are got to get across that. And once you do, it's a great space.
1: Rick, where can people go to find out more about you and your coaching services?
0: I think the best place people want to kind of come into Outcastle is the drawbridge is www.lifebeyondlimits.com.au.
1: Rick Schnabel, thanks so much for your time. <laughs> Just a delight to have you back on the show.
0: <laughs> Always a pleasure, Caroline. Thank you.
1: And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear Michael Yardney on creating a legacy of wealth. I'm Caroline Stephen, and on behalf of the team, thanks for your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on talking trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.